it is a tough conversation to have, especially when uh, financing comes um, in, into the mix, but it's not impossible. Kia ora, I'm Troy, here as Chief Executive, and welcome to Steering the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us middle minds up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today we're talking with Moomin Butt, National Business Development Manager for EcoStructure Power at Schneider Electric. Together, we'll coordinate about the development of the New Zealand Business Sustainability Research Index with Perceptive, which has benchmarked 300 New Zealand business decision makers across multiple sectors, including construction and manufacturing, on their sustainability performance. Okay, well, I think probably a really great place to start would be to understand a little bit more about your role at Schneider Electric and uh, I guess a bit about how you ended up where you are today. Um, thank you very much for having uh, me on this podcast. Um, I started my Schneider journey about three and a half years ago, coming over from um, the construction industry, working as a design engineer as well as a commissioning engineer for some companies, uh, working on Green Star projects. Um, and I was involved in um, some of the buildings that have set a benchmark in the New Zealand industry, uh, being six star Green Star projects. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I originated from. And then my journey into Schneider was looking after and being involved in uh, des in design consultancies, um, some of the major ones in uh, New Zealand, supporting them with design, uh, product information, and um, uh, I'd say energy and sustainability overview as well. Um, and in the last year or so, we've focused highly on sustainability and working with end users and customers to see where they are at in their sustainability journey as well and how we can make things easier for them. I really love that. I think actually Hero has been on somewhat of a similar journey for our sector that we look after and work with. Uh, and I do think it's an important part of every business in terms of making sure that we are looking forward about how our work impacts on the environment and our future sustainability. So it's really exciting to hear that that's a focus for Schneider. I wonder um, for those that might be listening today, if you might be able to just give a bit of understanding around Schneider Electric and and what that business is about, um, specifically, I guess, in terms of our industry focuses around steel, engineering, manufacturing, and construction? Um, yeah. Um, so Schneider's purpose is to empower all um, to make uh, the best use of energy and resources. Um, electricity, we believe, is one of the major and most efficient and the best uh, you know, vector for decarbonization. Um, our vision is to be um, the digital partner for sustainability and efficiency for end users and customers that we serve. Um, we drive digital transformation um, through integrating different technologies and, um, te and processes um, and then also uh, integrating them from an endpoint perspe perspective into the cloud. So from products um, into the edge and then from there into the cloud as well. So that gives a complete uh, vision and a network so sort of scenario for sustainability, energy use and the resources that people have. 
Okay, great. I think actually that marries very well with some of the focuses of HERA around Industry 4.0 and digital uptake. How would Schneider fit into those, into the industries of engineering and manufacturing? Like, How do you interface with those then in the works that you do? So Schneider Electric basically serves um, almost each and every industry um, that you have from supplying products uh, through to software um, and solutions. So we work with most of the wholesalers in the country, um, supplying product to them. Um, and we've got people all over the country looking directly uh, with the end users and, and customers. So it might be your manufacturing plants, um, you know, the dairy industry, for example, or any steel and manufacturing uh, that you have um, in different parts of the country as well. Um, so we, we serve them with product, with software solutions, with integration, um, with engineering support um, services um, and, you know, retrofit or um, even upgrading their existing technology to a newer platform and doing that with uh, sustainability and energy efficiency in mind. Um, oh, so wow. you'll see Schneider involved in all aspects uh, of, of these, um, of these uh, you know, solutions, right? Yeah, that sounds amazing. So it's very, from the sounds of it, very multifaceted with lots of potential for you to um, work with industries to try and improve their energy use and efficiency. So I could see that's a really great way in which you can connect together and maybe inform those processes. Yeah, that's that's correct. And that's a part of my role as well is to link different uh, business units together to try and um, get and identify opportunities where Schneider can actually help and integrate a lot of solutions together and, um, you know, contribute more, more positively towards that end goal. Um, and that's that's what I've been doing from last, uh, you know, a year and a bit. Yeah. I think one of the exciting things that I've come to learn about Schneider Electric is that you've been undertaking some research around um, sustainability, specifically the New Zealand Business Sustainability Research Index. I wondered if you might be able to uh, give some insight as to why you undertook this research and I guess some of the key findings you may have discovered. So Schneider Electric conducted this research uh, to try and get a bit more understanding of where the end users and customers that we serve are in their sustainability journey. Um, one of the things that we had to do was to ask questions and a, a set of questions to a lot of uh, customers that we serve that come from the facets of, say, sustainability um, or operations, financing, as well as you know industrial technology, uh, to ask them questions around where they were at. Um, and some of the key findings that we had were that in their sustainability journey, everyone almost unanimously agreed that uh, sustainability could be a key contributor to New Zealand's um, economy uh, moving forward. Uh, but one of the things that was flagged was that New Zealand as a country was not doing as much as um, it should. Um, you know, one of the biggest challenges that a lot of industry saw was benchmarking. That means you know, especially in the industrial spaces uh, of where they were at as compared to other, um, you know, uh, uh, other companies um, that would do similar sort of thing. Um, a top initiative that most of the um, companies have was to invest in their energy efficiency as well as their resource efficiency. Um, and generally, most of the people were comfortable with where they were at in terms of sustainability. Um, 
Yeah, uh, a majority majority have also noticed benefits from moving more towards sustainability in, in terms of uh, um, ROI. But I think one of the major, and that, that relates to me as in, in my experience, is the benchmarking. So no one knows where to start from. So if you have got like um, a, a target in place, but where do we start from? Uh, was was one of the keys yeah yeah I think that actually that is something that Hera has also noticed when we're having conversations with our industry so there's this real understanding that sustainability is something that they need to worry and care about Um, but a lot of businesses are not sure where to start or what to do or how to actually create those changes within their business models to actually be able to start becoming more sustainable in their actions. And I certainly think a lot of it is led by client um, expectations or hopes that some of the work that they will do will incorporate some form of sustainability in it. So it's certainly, I wouldn't call it a pressure, but it's one of those metrics now that they're, they're all of a sudden realizing we, we may need to meet. And I think for the construction industry, the manufacturing industry, that has been the start of the journey for us to really consider and think about what we can do in terms of reducing carbon emissions and energy usage and and all those sorts of things. Um, So I think it is kind of very in line with what we are seeing from an industry perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. And one of the key things that I actually missed uh, in my last question was uh, what we found out as well was a lack of enough government initiatives or or mandates um, to actually push uh, a lot of industry towards that as well. We've got a lot of uh, accreditations that we need to conform for, but we need government assistance, especially in small and medium scale businesses, uh, because they find it the hardest um, to actually get onto that journey. You know, you mentioned correctly when you said that uh, there's there's a lot of like targets in place for a lot of companies, but you'll see that most of these companies actually ha- are larger companies that have corporate goals um, and they have a brand awareness around them that, uh, that they want to be seen green. But if you think about it, almost 70% of New Zealand is small business. And if there's no government initiatives or less government initiatives in moving, um, their their help or, or helping them to move towards um, more sus- being more sustainable and mo- being more efficient and uh, reduce their carbon emissions. The government has to take steps in that aspect and make it easier for these businesses to take uh, take on sustainability. I completely target. agree. That is a really tough barrier for a lot of businesses, and I you know you've you've called it out quite clearly that they, they have a certain lack of resources, whether it be people to lead those initiatives, understanding of how to lead those initiatives, but also you know there is an implied cost associated with it that can be quite overwhelming for for industry to sort of assess how they can be part of that movement while still keep their doors open. That's so right. I, I definitely agree with you. And I think that's also why at Hero we've really focused on creating tools towards change because that's a real key metric in actually seeing that change happen. It's not enough to just say, oh, we need to think about sustainability. We need to find ways in which people and businesses can practically achieve that. Um, So I definitely think it's inconsistent and certainly something we are seeing in industry that's happening. So I I guess one thing I would be curious to understand a little bit more about is some of the key challenges that you are now working to solve based off of 
this research that you've done. So, you know, what what's next now that you've got all this data? So what we're actually doing at this point in time is having these conversations with these end users now because we understand where they're at and what they're thinking and what their challenges are to how to make it easier. So Schneider Electric um, in the Pacific Zone has created a team um, called the ESS, which is Energy and Sustainability Services, which basically offer consulting services to the end user directly working with them to, uh, on a corporate plan of how they can be more sustainable. and. In the whole realm, integrating the technologies that Schneider has to get them on this pathway, and it's not—it's not that we can flick a switch for these industries, but it's a gradual process. So we'll create a plan for them, say for example, for the next three years or five years, and work with their um, corporate teams or with with the business owner themselves to actually take them from A to B. Um, in, 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 in more uh, realistic manners, um, in, in say, for example, in New Zealand, we're working with a lot of uh, property uh, developers or property owners, um, as well as some industrial uh, customers as well, uh, to transform the existing infrastructure into a more reporting uh, tools and, and giving them more reporting tools and, um, and a more, um, I think, a monitoring and measuring approach, and then getting the data on and giving them insights of what how their facilities are behaving and how they can actually save more energy um, in that aspect as well. Um, we have got some AI tools as well that um, will basically flag things or unusual energy use uh, within a facility. And if you think about it, you know, think about uh, a big in the industrial plant, for example, it's huge. And the on-site electrician or engineering team have so much to do um, that it's very hard for them to nail down energy efficiency at the same time while they're basically fighting fires. So what we'll do is we'll give them tools so that they can actually focus on their day-to-day -day work, but at the same time, flag things um, and give them insights of what they could do to improve their energy use. Um, we've, we've seen this as a challenge as well uh, in terms of working with a lot of consultants. So for example, we do all the Green Star designs and we work with them to try and basically uh, get the best specifications out for a project, but there are price wars uh, in the industry as well. So the first thing that cuts gets cut out is the smarts of, of a project because they want to take the project and build a building or whatever because they've got tight deadlines. And the first thing get cut, get cut that gets cast out are the smarts uh, of, of a building as well. So we've seen that as a challenge in the industry as well. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree. You know, with, with all businesses, we always see that price is always a driving factor in, in choice in a business. But there are two things about the initiatives that you're doing that I find really exciting. The first one is you call out to benchmark. And it is crazy for businesses when they go through that process to reflect back and see where they're currently at versus, say, a year on if they make changes. It, it's quite astounding. I there have been a couple of things that Hera has done recently where we've really seen that in play. One of them was that we actually um, looked at our carbon footprint and went through that whole process of assessing that. And when you add everything up, it's actually quite amazing to see what your actions, what the impacts are. And it's not until you do processes like that that you really get an understanding of where you're at and where your places for improvement are so I really love that benchmarking aspect that you're looking at um, and also another thing that we did recently which I was mentioning to you earlier um, off 
Mike, was about our journey around uh, trying to get a new building extension that we're doing to achieve uh, Green Star accreditation. And even that was an interesting process where we'd never been through that. There's new things that you need to think about that you wouldn't normally think about. And it's just challenging you to look at the construction of a building through a different lens. And that's really exciting too. So uh, I, I definitely like those aspects to the assistance you're providing because it's a really important part of changing mindsets, I think. Um, that's correct. And one of the things that I'd like to mention, which I've seen changing in the industry as well, is um, a requirement by, uh, by uh, you know, to get a Green Star rating, you have to have a Green Star accredited professional working on a project all the time. Uh, which is which is quite different to what it was a few years ago as well, um, because you, you you were targeting a green star if if and if you wish, but it's become a norm at the moment, and I'm glad that Hero is doing that as well uh, in terms of their extension. Um, th- there's a lot of things that you can do as part of your green star and neighbours compliance and stuff as well, but uh, one of the things that Schneider actually prides itself on is uh, a, a, ta- a, a a product range called Green Premium. Um, so it's about where we source our product from as well and whether we have compliance and we have um, you know, uh, compliance to the stringest environmental standards uh, such as ROHS um, you know, to, to basically provide all information around a project, uh, around a product of where we've sourced it from, how we've sourced it and how the life cycle of this product um, can be looked after for maximum um, efficiency as well as maximum lifetime. And then how do we basically recycle this product or even you know, upgrade this product so we don't have to build the same thing again and again. So we, we, we pride ourselves on that. Yeah, I think that's a, a you, you know, it's reflected throughout the business model of what you're doing there, that it's certainly a very core value for Schneider. So it's really great to see. I guess now understanding um, what all of this means for industry and and how they're now able to compare themselves against others in industry when it comes to sustainability, what do you think moving forward we could be doing better in this journey? I think one of the things that we need to do is normalize discussions around sustainability, around green star accreditation, around digital, um, and around electrifying your your plants and your your processes as well. Or your um, you know an example being you know everyone's getting EV chargers and EV cars now, uh, but it's becoming more and more normal. Um, so if we normalize the discussions around sustainability, it's it's a it's a start for the New Zealand industry. And then we, we've got the solutions in place. What you need to do is talk to the professionals, talk to people who do it in day in, day out. And people who have got overseas experience or companies that have got experience of delivering these sort of projects, um, they can get their learnings along and help you in your journey as well. Um, in the New Zealand industry, I've seen um, what we've basically, we, we have a very um, risk adverse approach so we won't take a risk if it's something new, uh, but there's there's some projects that have uh, as well taken that and 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 set the set the um, flag post quite high as well. So I can't take that away from the New Zealand industry either. We're quite innovative in 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 our own way. Um, so I think there's there's a lot we can do um, in terms of sustainability, you know. But the normalising of discussions around this and working in designs that are more sustainable um, right at the start. Um, is is important. 
Yeah. Oh, I completely totoko support that kōrero. I think we're exactly in the same place in terms of our thinking. It's definitely about normalising those conversations. It's about how can we integrate more technology to assist with that. Um, and, and, you know, what can we do as businesses that's innovative and making way for change within business models. So I, I definitely love those those ideas. And I guess that's a good segue into discussing with you perhaps what you have on radar on your radar in terms of future innovations. Um, I'd, I'd definitely in terms I'd be really interested to know around the steel engineering manufacturing construction space if you have anything on the radar there. Um, yeah, definitely. So what we're working with, uh, and I can't name projects, but we're working with a lot of uh, professionals or design professionals at the moment in developing their digital twins. Uh, so that's basically developing a full-on working um uh, a working factory or a, or a mill or even uh, a building in a digital environment and setting all energy parameters in there and running uh, the d- digital twin in the, uh, uh, in the digital environment. So what it does basically, it gives you all calculations and all um, energy efficiency data before even the building is built. And then you change, uh, you know, products and, and ways or de- your designs to make it more, uh, more efficient even before it's, uh, you know, even before the ground is dug. Um, and and this is this is quite evident in some of the larger projects uh, at the moment because they have the budget to do this. Um, and obviously the technology is very new, so uh, it's a bit on the higher side in terms of um, where, how much it does cost to build a digital twin. However, if we set the things right from the start, from the design stages, it becomes much easier to actually have the whole picture uh, in place. What it also helps with is once your digital twin is there to help train your staff once the building is built. So you can actually run uh, what if scenarios if say for example a plant goes down or a, um, or a board doesn't work, what happens to the building and how do you actually react uh, in terms of maintenance so you can help um, help uh, train your staff around that as well. So this is what we're working uh, on at the moment. Um, in 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 terms of uh, in terms of some some of the cutting edge technology that's available uh, through Schneider. Well, wow, that is really exciting, and I love the conversations and thinking that you're pushing in terms of digital twins. That's certainly something that we see for the future of our industry in terms of helping them to become more efficient and understanding of the operations. So that's really exciting to hear that you already started that. Yeah, thank you. And, and and to be honest, one of the most expensive resource in New Zealand is labour. So and and normally in construction industry, things go south uh, while you're into construction. So whatever we can do in terms of planning perspective to make that uh, loss smaller, um, it, it will be it will it'll be for overall good for the construction industry. And I think digital twin. Um, and and running the models beforehand um, and and a lot of companies already do it they do a lot of beam modeling and stuff as well but getting the aspects of energy use into those beam models um, is something that I see uh, would be vital yeah I can definitely hear that it's actually going to push the way we do work in the future and you know we're going to be reimagining what different roles in a manufacturing plant are or construction are when we're working side by side with technology so it's a really interesting 
space that you're adventuring into and it gives lots of potential and hope for future engineers as well in terms of what they want to do in the industry. So I'm really excited to hear that that's all happening. Uh, I think we've pretty much come to the end of it. I wondered if you had anything else that you perhaps wanted to share with us before we finish off. I guess the last thing that I would want to share with a lot of uh, people listening to this podcast would be that we have to start small. Um, So in terms of energy and efficiency and management and monitoring point of view, that's something that I look after and and I'm quite passionate about as well, is it does not, um, all all solutions are scalable. So you, you want to start small and then then build up your journey. So if there's something that is on your mind, please come to us, have a conversation with us, and we will start small with what is uh, what is in need. You don't have to go and start bu- building digital twins from day one. You can start from energy monitoring and measuring your energy and then, then making it to the uh, way where you have some tasks in hand to make yourself more sustainable. And then we'll, we'll guide you through the way as well with our expertise. Um, so that, yeah, I would like to end with that. You know, start small. Um, it is a tough conversation to have, especially when uh, financing comes um, in into the mix. But it's not impossible. So I think if we pave the way, uh, we will get there. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Moomin today. If you'd like to connect more with him, you'll find his details in the show notes. This kōrero has certainly highlighted the fact that while many businesses understand the benefits of adopting sustainable practices, the barrier stopping this from happening is not having the guidance or tools to do so. Food for thought till we see you next time. So hit subscribe and if you liked what you heard today, please like, review or share with any metal minds you know. Let's spread the word. At HERA, we have a range of sustainability-related research projects, programs, guides and tools in play to assist our members who are embarking on a sustainability journey within their business. To find out more, you can find links in the show notes.